We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Glad to be back on this evening. Hope everyone's doing well. Um, Continuing uh, my breakdowns on all 133 FBS college football programs. If you're listening to this installment, it is on the Clemson Tigers, who went 11-3, and 9-0 in the ACC last season, and won a 7th uh, ACC title in the last eight years. Um, normally, 11-3, uh, another ACC title, and a New Year's Six Bowl would be un- an unbelievable season for most programs. Uh, but for Clemson, where it's college football playoff, and national champions are bust mentality. Um, last year was a bit of a a, a a stumbling block. So some changes have been made um, offensive co- to the offensive coordinator uh, position. Garrett Riley has been brought in from TCU um, to really help maximize the potential of this group, um, especially in the passing game. So. But uh, first, some new some new installments to these breakdowns. Um, I'm including uh, a bit of a look into each stadium. Of course, uh, Clemson plays at Frank Howard Field at Clemson Memorial Stadium, uh, known to most as Death Valley, um, one of the more iconic stadiums in college football. Seats 81,500, 82,500, uh, depending um who you who you get it from um, but of course some of the traditions uh that Clemson's known for of course Howard's rock uh, uh every player has to touch the rock running down the hill um has become such such a huge huge uh display in college football and it's one of the most uh iconic traditions now in college football uh coach Sweeney sprinting down the hill onto the field um, ahead of the team uh, has just become one of those iconic uh, entries in college football and uh, one that I cannot wait to witness firsthand. Um, Of course, you see those night games where the stadium's almost shaking, where they're driving the bus around the stadium to drop them off so then they run down the hill. I mean, it's it's a pretty special thing um, in college football that uh, every fan should should experience. Uh, another new thing I'm including is a coach on the rise. And for the Clemson Tigers, I mean, there's there's a handful of people you could go with. Um, Garrett Riley as offensive coordinator. I mean, it only makes sense that he will be a head coaching candidate before we know it. Um, but I'm going with a different route. Um, I'm gonna I'm going with a little little different here. <clears throat> running backs coach CJ Spiller and I say that because CJ is obviously one of the better players in Clemson history fantastic college career as a running back 
<clears throat> played in the NFL for quite some time. Obviously, in the Clemson Hall of Fame, the South Carolina Athletic Hall of Fame. I mean, he's he was ACC Player of the Year, finished sixth in the Heisman in his senior year in 2009. Um, unanimous first-team All-American. Uh, was the first player in the history of the Walter Camp All-American team to be a first- or second-team All-American at two positions in the same year, as he was a f- unbelievable return specialist as well. Um, and and I think his his addition to the Clemson staff after his playing career um, it, it, it's something that can't go uh, unnoticed. Uh, in 2020, he assisted the coaching staff and helped uh, Travis Etienne become a consensus All-American. And he served that 2020 season as an unpaid coaching intern and then it's just he was named the Clemson running back coach in 2021. And Coach Sweeney has some amazing words uh, for Spiller. He's one of the greatest ambassadors that we've had for our program for a long time. And now having him on the staff um, is just just huge for this program. I mean, uh, if you're a running back, C.J. Spiller was or is one of those guys that you aspire to be, and I think it's I think it's really cool to see former players go back to their alma maters and really want to do something special, and I really think C.J. Spiller is going to be able to do something special as a head coach down the road, of course. <clears throat> Looking at their 2023 schedule, uh, they open up uh, Monday night, uh, Labor Day. They play at Duke. Then they have Charleston Southern, quick turnaround, FAU, and then their other uh, their other non-conference games would be Notre Dame and at South Carolina. Uh, but looking at their conference schedule, the remaining of it, Florida State at Syracuse, Wake Forest at Miami, at NC State, Georgia Tech, North Carolina. So they're, they play Notre Dame first week of November, and then obviously South Carolina would be their last game. Uh, but looking at their schedule, I mean, their tough games, Florida State, Notre Dame, North Carolina are all at Death Valley. Uh, toughest road games, going to Miami and going to NC State. Um, back-to-back weeks, nonetheless. Uh, but as you can kind of see, the schedule sets up for them to have an opportunity to to do what Clemson does. Um, now looking at position-by-position position breakdown, starting offensively, the quarterback position undoubtedly belongs to Cade Klubnik now. Uh, Klubnik took over uh, in the final two games and averaged 340.5 yards of total offense per game. Uh, he has dual threat ability, and uh, new offensive coordinator Garrett Riley was brought in from TCU to help maximize Klubnik's potential and, of course, the rest of this offense um, to – maximize the potential that is on this roster in moving forward. <clears throat> There's no doubt in my mind that Cade Klubnik is going to be a very good quarterback. Um, he was thrown into two very difficult situations, uh, performed pretty darn well in the ACC title game against North Carolina. <clears throat> and then you ask a true freshman to go start a New Year's Six Bowl game against a Tennessee team who had an unbelievable season was a tall task for anyone. Um, but you could tell that the moment was a little too much for him. 
but I'm a firm believer that he is going to respond in an unbelievable way, and I think he's going to be a fantastic quarterback moving forward for the Clemson Tigers. Uh, the running back room has two studs in Will Shipley and Phil Maffa. Uh, Ship- Shipley can do a little bit of everything. He, he had nearly 1,200 yards or se- uh, rushing, and he had 38 catches on the season. Uh, he's also a fantastic return specialist as well. Then uh, Phil Maffa would start for most programs in the country. Uh, he added 515 yards rushing last season. Can also catch the ball a little bit too when needed. Uh, the receiving core needs an alpha to emerge. Um, and that was a question last year too. And it seems that last season's leading receiver, Antonio Williams, will be that guy. He had 604 receiving yards last season as a freshman. Um, other guys that uh, look to be uh, starting, uh, Bo Collins returns. And then Adam Randall, who was a star at Myrtle Beach High School, was an unbelievable uh, player there and a great uh, recruiting get for Clemson. Looks to be the next in line. Um, and then tight end Jake Bringingstall uh, is a rising star. He had four touchdowns in a backup role last season. Uh, could really rise to the occasion and become a really valuable weapon for this offense. Uh, the offensive line returns four starters, uh, center Will Putnam, left guard Marcus Tate, right guard Walker Parks, and right tackle Blake Miller all return. A couple of those guys might be in different positions depending on how they want to shift it. Uh, one of them might play left tackle. We'll see how it works out. But all four of those guys are returning starters. Um, experience is a concern behind them, though, as this unit is very young. Um, very talented. I mean, obviously, Clemson is getting the best of the best recruits, but just inexperienced uh, just because they haven't had an opportunity to play. Uh, looking at the defense, um, the defensive line at Clemson is always second to none. I mean, everybody knows that year in, year out, there's going to be a handful of draft picks coming out of Clemson's defensive line. <clears throat> However, experience at defensive end is a bit of a concern this season. Uh, Xavier Thomas has 14 and a half career sacks. He's the top returner, um, is, is using a six year of eligibility, but has had major injury concerns throughout his career. Um, the rest of the defensive end, uh, options behind him are much less experienced, obviously super talented players, but they just haven't played. Uh, the defensive tackle position is absolutely loaded, though. Uh, Tyler Davis and Rook Oraharo could already be in the NFL. They Two immensely talented players. And then the talent behind them is amazing as well. I mean, there's three returners that have played significantly, and there's a handful of incoming freshmen who uh, enrolled early and looked, looked the part, looked like they, they could contribute right away as well. The defensive tackle position... Uh, is absolutely loaded, though, at Clemson. Uh, the linebacker duo of All-American Jeremiah Trotter Jr. and Barrett Carter may be the best in college football. Uh, Trotter Jr. had 89 tackles, 13 and a half tackles for loss, and six and a half sacks last season. And then Carter had 73 tackles, 10 and a half tackles for loss, five and a half sacks, and eight pass breakups. You're not going to find a better duo at the linebacker position than Jeremiah Trotter Jr. and Barrett Carter. 
And then the Tigers are very high on Wade Woodes uh, to fill the other starting spot in the linebacker position. Uh, this trio is going to be second to none in all of college football. Uh, the secondary uh, had issues last season, um, finishing in the middle of the pack, which for Clemson standards is is, is almost terrible, really. Um, but returns basically intact as all four starters are back. Cornerbacks uh, Sheridan Jones and Nate Wiggins and safeties Andrew Makuba and Jalen Phillips will all improve uh, here at the position. Uh, depth is great behind them as well. And expect a big jump on the statistical side from this unit from the cor- from the secondary. I, 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 don't, I don't see a scenario... Um, where this unit doesn't improve drastically. Um, there's just too many talented players here. Everybody's back. It's it's gonna it's gonna be better. Looking at special teams, Clemson must replace the program's most productive kicker uh, in the history of the program in BT Potter. There's a competition at that position, and then punter Aiden Swanson should retain his job, uh, but he might be uh, he might be in the competition himself. So could see some interesting things going on in special teams as there there definitely is a battle at the kicking position and potentially a punter. So that's something to look at moving forward. Uh, Plenty of options of skilled players to return the ball. Like I said, Will Shipley is fantastic. There's plenty of other options as there's amazing athletes on this roster. Uh, Final analysis, this is my opinion. I already hinted at this before, but at most schools, 11 and 3, a seventh ACC title in eight years and a New Year's Six Bowl would be a huge success. But obviously that's not the case at Clemson where it's college football playoff and national championships are bust. Uh, after missing the college football playoff back-to-back seasons, changes have been made. A new look uh, passing attack should re-energize the offense and get the Tigers back in the college football playoff uh, contention. Um, there is a definitive top two, it seems, in the ACC with Florida State with the additions that they've made and the returners that they have. Uh, Florida State could be very good, uh, but th- there's some that think that they're also very overrated too, that they haven't proved it yet. Uh, where we know that Clemson has proven it and they have that pedigree in history um, and obviously an unbelievable head coach in Dow Sweeney that I would never put it past him to uh, get this program <clears throat> back to where it's where it it usually is, and and there's some that are even saying that that Florida State's the favorite, and Clemson then can almost play an underdog role, which is kind of mind-boggling to think about with the recent history that they've had. Um, so. Would be it'll be interesting to see how uh, Dabo could use that to his advantage because he hasn't been able to do that in quite some time. But I think we can all agree that Clemson is going to be right there when it comes down to the obviously the AAC or the ACC race, but potentially even more. So uh, thank you guys for listening to this breakdown. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, please like and subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast. Uh, please follow the podcast Twitter account at TND College Float One. Everybody have a good night. God bless.